welcome to Cargo T if you're just joining us. Uh, we, we like to do it, we like to let the, the viewers come in so we talk a little shite. You know, before the, the viewers come in, you know, just get them. Oh, I, I'm good at that. Whoa, I'm the, you good at talking shite? Well, you first, you first. <laughs> uh, we had a little, we had, we had a bit of fun getting uh, set up for the show, you know, we came on earlier. Um, first of all, um, I just want to let the viewers know that you did not even have a Facebook account. So I'm, I'm honored that you'd open up a Facebook account just for me. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about why you don't have It will be immediately deleted <laughs> after yes. we're done. We'll talk a little bit about that Fine. during the course okay. of the show. But we wanna uh, on why you don't have a Facebook account. I mean like who on earth we'll talk about that. Don't say nothing. Okay, all right. All right. Don't say nothing yet. Um but we wanna uh, uh thank you and thank the viewers, you know, who are, are gonna uh, we have three people online right now, so they're gonna be coming on. And we warm them up a bit, and then we get them. What are you drinking? The island mug. A cocoa tea. Come on, no. Was was there anything else? <laughs> Is there anything else that you could be drinking? I mean, it's a Sunday night. There's not much you can drink on a Sunday night. Okay, so it's how ha- I'm. I'm happy to have you here with us, and uh, no just problem. let let the viewers know that you can comment at any time during the course of uh the show you can also ask your questions um he will choose to answer them pg-13 questions yes uh pg-13 questions yes. um, um and i'm sure he'll be happy to to give you your appropriate answers um but i just want to sort of talk a little bit about doing and and how i know doing and the story behind our dream just before we get to know who Dwayne is. Okay. Um, I met Dwayne wow years ago. I was a teenager. Yes. We, we, like I was a teenager when I met Dwayne um in Toronto and um Scarborough Town Center. Yes. <laughs> and learned he was Dominican and all of that and met his mom and all of all of whatever. And then um a little while after I met a young woman. And it was just like, I said to her, oh, I'm Dominican. She was friends with somebody else because I worked in the mall at the time and she worked in the mall and she was friends with somebody that I was friends with. And we got introduced to each other. And I was like, I like that girl, you know, so like <laughs> an instant connection. And then she goes, Where are you chai, chai. <laughs> I go, where are you from? She goes, um, I'm, um, she goes, wait, I'm like, I'm Dominican. She goes, she goes, for real, I'm Chinese. She goes, I, I know this other one, Dominican guy. I'm like, really? What's his name? She goes, I'm like, I know the And yeah, that was it. <laughs> that was that was it. That and it's it's so funny because like we meet I've met other people who know you and who know her. And they'll say to me, um, oh, how do you know her? You know, like mm. you find it strange that I know her, right? Mm. And I'm like, I know her before I know all of you. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be clear, I've known her for like forever. Like even my cousin um last year was surprised at how long um I've known the, the person where t- I'm talking about, you know, mm-hmm. that, that kind of connected the two. I think you you've known her pretty much the same time you've or just about the same time you've known me. Yeah. That's correct. That's correct. So since back in my 
my teenage years. Um, and uh, so, so many things has happened for both of us. And I'm very happy to have you here Thank you. On, on my show. Uh, welcome to Kako T. Um, Thank you. I just want to give you a little um, rundown as to who Dwayne Murphy is. He was born on the nature island of the Caribbean in the <laughs> of Dominica. He moved to Canada with his parents at the age of four. Uh, he was persuaded to start acting and graduated with honors from Humber College, acting for film and television program. Over a decade later, he has been featured in various U.S. and Canadian productions, um, including TV series like Degrassi, The Next Generation, where he played Eric, uh, Ghost Whisperer, uh, You Were in the Mentalist, Nikita, Rogue, Agent Tron in... I, I didn't even know you were on that, that show. I had to like go back and be like, oh my God, I <laughs> right? Because I actually watched that show, but he was um, <laughs> Agent Tron in CW's uh, Beauty and the Beast. Um, I remember seeing you when you featured or you featured in suits. I was screaming my thongs out. <laughs> uh, little dog, <laughs> little dog on uh, CBC TV, which airs every Thursday. That's and right. uh, a t that's a, a TV series, Star Trek Discovery as Captain Maddox, which is on CBS this year, as well as Doom Patrol's member, Negative Man, in DC's Titan. And that, yes. that was just actually announced, like, not last so long week. ago. Yeah, last week. Yeah. <laughs> Hi to Dwayne Murphy. Hi, Dwayne. Hello, 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 hello. Hi, hi, hi. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have you. It's good to have you um, on uh, here with us again. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate uh, you being here. Dwayne, tell us, who is Dwayne Murphy? Oh, geez. Um, who is Dwayne Murphy? I'm a son. I am a spouse. I am a father. Um, uh, I'm a good friend, uh, and I'm just, I'm honestly, I tell people all the time, I'm just a regular down to earth Caribbean boy and that's it. Like I go to work, which is just happens to be set or filming and I come home and that's it. And that's, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. I just like to grind and keep my head down and just quietly chug along and do my thing. So that's, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. And how did you actually end up living in Toronto, Canada? Because you migrated from Dominica. Tell us about the, the process. Um, well, how that worked was uh, my father actually, my father actually came to Canada and then, you know, just the evolution of migration as parents do, they go first, they kind of scout and make sure it's good for their family. So my father came first and then he, filed for my mother and me to come so i was about four when i left dominica so um unfortunately i've kind of like lost all my accent and like i don't know how to speak creole unfortunately i know how to swear because my mother used to swear at me all the time in creole so <laughs> but you know like i've gone back a few times um since since i've left but i left when i was four so i was pretty young and i've been in toronto uh i lived there until i was 21 then I moved to the States. I was living in LA for four years and I kind of didn't like living in LA and I didn't like living in the States. So I moved back to Toronto and I kind of just go back and forth now. But my home uh, base is Toronto and that's where I like to be and live. So good, good. So you, you've been here 
for quite some time. And as you clearly say, you have no Dominican accent. Yes. Yeah. So, you sound seriously. Do you have a switch? Can you switch between a little I mean, bit? I can switch it on sometimes if you need it to come on, you know. I mean, you sound intrigued. Stop the nonsense. No, no, no. I'm just yeah. messing. I, yeah. If I'm around Dominicans, then sometimes I'll, I'll say some things in, in Dominican, but most of the time, um, I can't. Like, I, I understand it, but mm. I, I don't really speak it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, what is one thing you've learned as someone coming from the Caribbean? And I mean, knowing your parents are from Dominica, raised in mm. Dominica, they, they became adults in Dominica, so to speak. Um, what is one thing you've learned as someone coming from the Caribbean and migrating and being and, and living here now in Canada? Um, something that I've learned from migrating. Um, hmm. Well, the biggest thing I've learned is that um, travel, traveling from a young age is just very important. It just gives you a broader perspective of the world and understanding that, you know, it's not just this little bubble that we all have of our own cultures and our own lives and our own homes. It's really just like there's this big world out there and I think the earlier you're able to travel and get out in the world and see things, um, it just it just gives you a better sense of life and understanding of what kind of person you want to become. So that's probably the biggest thing I learned since moving to to, to Canada and, and leaving, you know, the tiny little island, a beautiful island of Dominica. So now, in most recently, like sort of to digress a little bit, as you mentioned, Dominica recently struck by um her devastated by hurricane maria how did you feel you know what sort of emotions you know Ooh. well i know i sent down a, a couple barrels with my uh some other family members of mine to um family that we have down there and um it was it was just tough it was tough to deal with because it was like i felt helpless you know i felt like i couldn't do anything but um we have an association up here in toronto and um, they were they were working out of um, working out of a local storage, and, and and they were they were loading containers to send down um, on a constant basis. I think all up till like last week or the week before, they've been sending down like they sent down a big mattress drive that they did for beds and stuff like that. Um, so I, I was just happy to, that, you know, we gathered and we gathered together and we were doing something as, as, as individuals up in Toronto for our country back home. So that was the big thing that I was happy about, but on my personal end, um, I sent, um, I sent down some barrels and stuff for families of mine. Okay, Marvin says, uh, I'm saying, uh, Marvin says you have the accent itself. <laughs> Don't make him fool you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Marvin. Marvin is locked on. We have quite a few people. Yeah. Who are, Sorry, one uh, second. Coming on. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Sorry. All right now. <laughs> All right. So, um, when uh, when did you decide to actually get into acting, and and what incited that interest? Um. For me, it was, um, for me, it was, a. Uh, uh, I think I had an experience with a drama teacher in grade 10, uh, no, sorry, 11. 
And basically she told me like, you know, take, like I was just being a class clown. I was always the class clown. That was my thing. I just enjoyed making people smile. And um, I was kind of going through a tough time in my life when I was younger because my parents were splitting up and all that. So for me, it was just, I wanted people to smile. So in order to kind of mask my pain, I always decided that I would just be the class clown and make people laugh. So that was my thing. And um, for me, it was all about doing that, coming to school and, and just making people laugh in drama class. So one day I kind of had a drama teacher. She told me like, look, you should just take this seriously. You're actually pretty good at, at this whole drama thing and kind of tapping into emotions that, you know, people can't really get to on their own or, or they're not open with sharing in front of people. And I was always kind of, I'm always a, an open person. Like I'm very, I believe in vibes and energies and all that stuff. So um, for me, it was just, it was just something that I think was always naturally in me. But until I had that confrontation with my teacher in grade 11, my drama teacher in high school, it was something that I really started to think about seriously. And then my father, my father had a friend who was a sports broadcaster for TSN back in like the early, um, sorry, the late 90s, kind of early 2000s. And I was like, yo, that's what I want to do. I want to do that. I want to do sports broadcasting. And then I was a big fan of Fresh Prince. So I was like, man, if I could do sports broadcasting, I'll do that. And then um, it kind of snowballed from there. And then it, it, I just ended up becoming, in, getting into acting because, because um, what happened is I, I uh, got an intern, uh, basically internship co-op program through high school to be uh, a basically um, a stage manager's assistant in the Toronto Performing Arts Center. And then what happened was in high school, uh grade 12 i did that for a full season and then um after that was done um i was like okay now i now i know what i want to do i want to be an actor because i was around actors i saw them put on a stage performance um and that's kind of where i i, I decided i wanted to become an actor so it was actually in co-op in grade 12 that kind of pushed me over the hump and i was able to be around actors and pick their brains and that's why I made my full decision of where I wanted to be an actor. So it kind of happened in high school, but it was always something that was part of me. So, so you were sort of mentored into it. I was, but again, I feel like, you know, only child syndrome, <laughs> me and my active imagination just... Um, they just wanted. let you do what you want. Yeah, you know, I was always the kid watching, you know, um, watching... Uh, action films and reimagining them and, you know, jumping off my bed pretending I'm like flying through the sky as like a superhero and just stupid stuff like that. Cause you know, only child syndrome, right? So gotta make up your friends, right? <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it was, it, it was always something that was a part of me performing, um, you know, just, just the genuine enjoyment of, of like literally seeing people laugh and escape their problems. I just love that look on people's face when they can, you know, when you go to the movies and you watch a movie and the movie's so good, it just takes you away from, you forget everything. Like. I went to watch Black Panther last night for the second time, and I, I, it was just as good the second time because it just takes you away. It takes you, you literally believe everything you're watching on the screen. Like, I believe Wakanda is a real place. <laughs> like, like you, can't, you can't tell me Wakanda is not real. It is real, okay? So that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> what, are you, what was your, your absolute favorite role ever in all the roles that you've played? Ooh. What would you say would be your your most favorite role good question that's a really good question my most favorite role and it's crazy because 
every time I do a job, it's like, it's just like, it's always different. I I've been able to not have, uh, you know, some people get typecasted and they, they play the same roles over and over and over and because they have a certain look mm -hmm. and, you know, me being a young black African-American man, that's, that's, I could easily fall into that pitfall of, you know, the gang banger or, you know, the, you know, the, sometimes I get the, Oh, he's the nice, the nice boyfriend next door for the black guy, you know what I mean? Or the token black guy, the best friend, you know, I could fall in easily into those categories, but um, I've, I've been lucky to be able to play all types of different roles. Uh, let me see the best one. I mean, each one comes with its own with its own challenges, but the, the best one I would say for me was I got to play a detective on the show called played. And the great thing about that was we were kind of playing characters within characters because you had to play a cop who would then go undercover to then, you know, bust up a, a drug ring or something or a prostitution ring. And so it's literally you're playing a character within a character, which was pretty cool. But like there's been other challenging roles where I had to play like a one armed PTSD guy who was a bank robber. So I had I had to pretend I had an amputated arm struggling with PTSD and all this stuff. And then I end up having this like big shootout with the cops. So like every role brings its own challenges, but I don't know, man, it's hard to pinpoint which is my favorite. I like them all in their own way because they're so different and unique and special. And I connect with them some sort of special way, but I guess the, the cop one right now, but then I've also been like, a, I'm also a superhero right now. So it's like, I, I know, know. It's like you're doing it. Uh, it's, it's hard to pinpoint, but I love them all. I, love them. I have a question. Yes. Um, I have a question. Like, re, you're playing different roles. How hard or easy is it to cry? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me see. Nah, I don't know. I don't know. No, I mean, what, what do you what do you think of what do you think about when you have to actually play uh, a person like you're about to cry? Oh, good question. So for me, um, just to kind of share how I work with my technique, um, the big thing is I like to use, like for me, acting is very hand in hand with real life. So, you know, I tap into things that I already know and feel. So if I have to cry for a character, depending on what the character is crying about, if it's something that I've been through, I just tap into that experience from, you know, let's say something that happened, it could be donkey years ago, you know, like from my childhood or, you know, whatever. Um, but if it, it, however it made me feel in that time and it made me feel like crying, I just tap into that past experience to bring up those same emotions, um, which I guess is kind of weird because people are like, how do you even remember those things or how do you do that? But then if you really think about it, like we all remember pretty much every time we cry. Right. You, you remember every time you remember cry, that you remember that you, feeling. that's what I'm saying. You know, that feeling. So for me, I tap into that feeling, um, by just bringing up the memory of what it was that I was going through and trying to apply it to the circumstances that's in the script. Um, and that's, you know, the, the word for that is called method acting. That's what that's called. Mm -hmm. So I'm very method. I believe like, you know, whatever, whatever's happening in front of me at the time that's in the script, I've somehow related to that in my, in my real life. So that's how I kind of tap into that. Now I'm even like sticking to that say on the, along those same lines. Mm -hmm. you you have to cry in this role, but you have like 12 takes. <laughs> <laughs> that's when it gets hard. Like, that's like, when it gets hard. 
hard yeah. or easy is is it you know that's when it gets hard so like you know you start crying and then that's your 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 first take you know and then the director's like okay great take 10 <laughs> bring it back for me please but no what, what what people don't realize is that you know in those takes you know you might have a wide take you might have a close-up you might have a you know so then you got to know the. that's when you start knowing your you know every business has its techniques and it's it's tricks that you use and um, for me, it's all about, you know, you want to wait till the camera gets to the close up. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm not going to cry when the camera's all the way back there like this. But when I get to that close up and I'm right here and the camera's all in my face, you know, that's when you want the magic to happen. So you, you kind of, you know, you, you learn your techniques and, and as, as any job in any business, there's, there's tools and tricks of the trade that you use. So that's kind of what I do. And, you know, you gotta, and you also got to pace yourself. Because as they say, you don't want to give everything right away because you know I got, you know, six, seven, however many more takes it is that the director is going to want or need. So, you know, you pace yourself. And, and that's kind of it, you know. Hmm. Hmm. Huh. I'm taking tips, you know. Let me, you know, I might let, decide, me, let me drink my tea. Let me drink your tea. I might decide to, to get into acting. You never know, you know. Hey, you, got, you can do it. You can do it. I'm, I'm enjoying the tips, you know. Yeah, no um, problem. Let's talk about your family life. Um, tell us about life growing up. Ooh, wow. Um, I mean, I had I had a pretty I had a pretty good life. I'm not gonna lie. You're an only I, child. I mean, we know that already. I mean, I'm an only child from my mother. I'm an only child from my mother. Um, so I do have I do have a couple other siblings. Um, but as for growing up, I I grew up an only child by myself. Um. I come from, I come from, you know, I come from two Dominican parents, father and mother, both Dominican, born and raised. Um, they live in Canada with me, obviously now. Um, so for me, it was, um, it was, I had a good life because I had both my parents in my life. I didn't have them both under the same roof, um, which was a little tough when I was going through that. And, you know, my, 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 my upbringing was, stable for the most part, raised by a strong single mother. Um, but I had a lot of time to myself. My mom was always working, you know, uh, when my parents split up, my dad was always working. So I, I had to see my dad under, you know, um, you know, uh, certain times of the week. Okay. Um, so for me, it was, it was, it was a tough experience because, you know, every kid wants to have their parents in the same house growing up. Uh, so I always felt like I always felt like I did something wrong as a kid as to why my parents weren't together. I was like, oh man, like I messed up as a as a son, or I did something wrong as a child, which led to my parents not being together. So I kind of had to deal with that growing up, and like had to like learn for myself, like you know, no, I didn't do anything wrong. That's just kind of how life is, and people fall in and out of love, and da 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 da. So for me, it was it was tough. It was tough because. You know, I always had the 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 vision that they painted on TV of, you know, the white picket fence, the dog, the mom and the dad, and oh honey, do you want some orange juice and bacon and eggs and da 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 like Sunday morning breakfast and all that stuff. So I always had that vision of what a family should be like. And then when my family kind of broke up, um it, it it took a toll on me. It took a toll on me. But I think it shaped the man that I became today and I think it's helped the profession that I'm in because I'm able to channel, channel those emotions and, 
and use them for positivity. So it was, um, I would say for the most part, my childhood growing up, growing up was, was tough. Um, but I mean, there's a lot, you know, tougher experiences out there that people go through, but I, I love it because I love it, how it, how it shaped me and who I became from it. So, yeah. Would, would you say that, um, your total families split it Say that again, sorry. Would you, would say, you say you're totally against families splitting up? Like, because you said how much. Right. That no, that, kinda... that's a good question. No, you know what? No, I, I, I mean, at the end of the day, the biggest thing that I've learned, um, growing up and now having my own family is that, you know, in order for two people to, to be successful individuals, parents and spouses, they have to know who they are, you know, before entering any kind of union relationship, they have to know where they stand. They have to know, you know, what their calling is in the universe and all those things, because I believe the stronger an individual is on their own with their own self-worth and all those things, the better person spouse and unionship or slash relationship they will have. So I'm not against people splitting up. I'm just, I'm a just big believer in make sure you know yourself going into a relationship. And a lot of people I think don't know themselves very well before they get into a relationship. They kind of just, they kind of are longing for companionship mm -hmm. um, instead of, and instead of, yeah, you know what I mean? Like a lot of people don't focus on themselves and focus on who they need to be and, 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 and bettering themselves before they get into a relationship, they think getting into a relationship does all that. And I'm like, you know, that, but that's just from my upbringing. That's just from my upbringing, but you know. It is what it is, right? It is what it is. <laughs> all right, now, um, based on what you just said, would, could, if somebody were to ask you, yeah. Rain, describe yourself in one sentence. Ooh, oh boy, one sentence, okay. What would you say? You look like that sentence. No, I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> um, refuse to fail. Refuse to fail. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's not a complete sentence, but just I refuse to fail. That, that's just me. You know, I, I believe that no matter whatever ups and downs people have in their life, like there's never a reason to fail, like or quit or give up. You know what I mean? Um, I, I come from a profession of no, like professional no's. That's all you get is no, 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 no. You didn't book the part. You didn't book the part. You didn't book the part. Okay. You finally booked the part. Now we want you. Right. So it's like, so you've gotten a lot of no's. Oh, heck yeah. You Come on. I've been in the business 11 years, 11 years. I've been in the acting business and you know, you don't, you go through a lot of no's before you get that one. Yes. So for me, the best sentence to describe me is, you know, I will never lose or I can't fail. You know, it's just, I don't believe in that. So getting all these no's, how does it make you feel? Do you feel broken? Does it, do you get, feel hurt? What sort of emotions go through? Because I can't, I can't imagine, mm -hmm. or I'm trying to imagine you going up for a role where you have to cry. <laughs> <laughs> that's because you, that's because you know me on a personal basis. That's why I know it. <laughs> And and then you you cry, okay. They say do it again. And you uh, cry, uh, you do it again because you're auditioning for that role, right? Uh, and then you gotta wait a couple of days, 
then <laughs> a couple of days later, they call you up and they're like, oh, I'm sorry, Dwayne, you did not get the part. Sometimes you don't even get a phone call. Sometimes you don't even get a phone call. Um, well, I mean, the thing is, the thing is. How does it make you feel, though? I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm human. Sometimes I feel like I suck and I'm just like, what am I doing wrong? You know, but the thing about, again, this kind of comes back to a lot of my upbringing and how I view life now because of it is that you have to see the bigger picture of things. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Everybody has their own place and time in the universe. And the thing is, as long as you keep working hard, and I mean hard, like work hard, keep your head down and grind and hustle and do the things that you need to do to better yourself at your craft, whatever your craft is. Cause like your, your craft can be, you could be a mechanic, you could be a chef, you could be whatever. At the end of the day, in order to be the best at your craft is you want to do things that are bettering you in that field. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, the better you get, it's going to stand out and your hard work is going to start, you know, showing to others and they're going to want to bring you in and be like, I got to work with this person because I like what they're doing. I like their vibe. I like their energy. So that that's kind of how I've dealt with all the no's. It's like, okay, cool. They just, that wasn't meant for me. Let's move on to the next thing. Maybe that's meant for me. And eventually, like, once you start looking past the no's, you don't even, you don't even remember them. You only remember the yeses. So I, I barely remember the no's now. I, I only remember the yeses, which is, those are the only ones that count at the end of the day. Really and truly, these are the so only ones. Why am I going to focus on the no's then? Mm. <laughs> can, we, can we get personal? I, I thought we were already getting personal. <laughs> really personal. Oh, boy. Jeez. <laughs> Remember PG, um, PG, PG, it's Facebook. <laughs> PG, yeah. Um, tell us, are you single? <laughs> Doing single? I, I, you did say your family. And yes. when, you, when you relate to your family during our conversation thus far, it's been your mom and dad, you know, mm -hmm. the dynamics of that. So I know there are a lot of, a lot of sisters out there probably looking. <laughs> that are, he got it. And he don't really got win. <laughs> oh, good boy. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm happily in a relationship. I am happily in a relationship with someone I've known, poof, geez, for half my life, um, who you know very well as well. Mm -hmm. um, and, and the thing about her is that, you know, she, she centers me. She's, she's, she's very, she's Trini, so... You know, Trini, Trini women have hot blood, <laughs> but you know, her, she's, she centers me. She centers me because she, she always keeps things in perspective for me. And, um, it's funny because our relationship was kind of, it was weird because we broke up and then we kind of, we were together in high school. I remember she saying to me, I didn't know. You know, it was, it was, it was no big no drama. drama. Yeah. No big, no big, like, you know, like most girls are like, I can't stand that fella. <laughs> she just, she's like, <laughs> she, she was like, we're not doing no And that was the end of the conversation. No, no descriptions. Yeah. No, no. no long story. <laughs> and no. then, and yeah, then I, remember, <laughs> I remember going on her Facebook and she was, she was expecting and I was like, what did I miss? <laughs> like, yeah. what did yeah. I, did I miss something? Well, I mean, I mean, we, we broke up and then we were like, you know, we were always revolving around each other in the world. And 
her, like my family really likes her and her family really likes me. So we always kind of had that interconnectedness, even though we were net, we weren't together for a while. And then we got back together and, and now here we are and we're, we're living happily ever after, I guess, as they call it. <laughs> so no, but we're good. And I, and I'm, I'm happy and I can't complain. And it's nice to be able to like, just for me, like my profession, my profession is, is ridiculous. It takes me all over the world. And, and that's what I was coming to. Cause I was going to yeah. ask you, how does it feel when you have to leave for long periods of time? Like you see back and forth to LA. And I remember sometimes like, like being, being here in Toronto now, mm -hmm. she'd say to me, Oh, Dwayne's gone for like two weeks. And I'm like, wow. You know, she said, but then I think about you <laughs> and I don't feel so bad. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, yes, yes. The dynamics of my relationship now. Yes, and she's yes. like, he's like, I don't feel so bad anymore. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, that kind of goes back to what I was talking about was when, you know, when two people, two individuals are so, are so strong with their own self-identity. Uh, you okay over there? You okay? I'm okay, I'm okay. Oh, good boy, you okay? I, I'm okay, okay, yeah. My phone fell and everything fell on it. <laughs> um, no, no, no. But like when I was saying before is that when when two individuals are, are just strong um, standing individuals on their own, um, you know, they're able to revolve around each other, whether they're close or far apart and still know that they were, that they have that respect and love from their partner. Um, and it just comes with the strength of knowing each other and just knowing individually where we stand and who we are in the relationship. So, so for us, it's like, even when we're apart, we have our, we have our, our, our things that we do to make sure we check in with each other and just make sure everything's good and everyone's all right. But she gets it. She sees the bigger picture of what I'm doing. And and I see the big, bigger picture of what I'm doing. And usually, to be honest with you, usually the time flies. Like, I was gone last year for, like, five weeks doing a job. And I swear to you, it felt like I felt like I was done in, like, two weeks and I was back home. Didn't even feel, <coughs> excuse me. Bless you. Didn't even feel like I was gone for five weeks. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know. We just we just keep chugging and, and you do what you need to do and once your partner understands and respects once you have a partner that understands and respects each other and what they're doing then it's it's nothing you just you just keep pushing 